Whether you're starting a game or starting your day, you need to pick a starting lineup, and you're going to want the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare the pros love, Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm, SPF 25, in natural mint. Here's to the winning combination for 2022, the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black. $10 plus free shipping, available at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB while supplies last. You're listening to an LA Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit LAKings.com slash podcast. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Tuesday night's game against Vegas had gone just a little differently there at the end. Uh, There was going to be a post-game episode, but, well, you all saw it. So rather than dwell in hockey woulda, coulda, shouldas, I decided to bring you an episode we recently recorded that I'm hoping will brighten your hockey mood at least a little bit. Uh, Before we get to that, however, I wanted to let you know that I'll be posting uh, LA Kings Game Night, the pregame show that I do before every home game, and Kings Talk, the postgame show with Nick Nixon and Daryl Evans, as podcast episodes after every home game. Listening to Kings Talk on the drive home from the games was a huge part of my formative Kings fan experience, and I hope that you'll find it, listen to it, and love it as much as I still do. Both of those will be available on the LA Kings Insider Audio podcast feed, which you should be able to find wherever you subscribe to this podcast by searching LA Kings Insider Audio. Uh, And I urge you to subscribe to it today. Okay, without further ado, our chat with Mikey Alexander. Joining us now in arena host, Mikey Alexander. How are you doing today, Mikey? I am doing wonderful. It's an honor to be here. I'm a little flattered and nervous, but excited. And featuring Zach Dooley. How are you doing today, Zach? I'm nervous every time I come on the pod. Really? Uh, No. All right, (laughs) Uh, all right, we've got to get this out of the way. We asked Mikey Anderson this question, and I feel like we have to ask Mikey Alexander this question. Ooh, Mikey to Mikey, yes. Yeah, when does Mikey become Michael? Wow, okay, so um, growing up, I've always been Michael, and then I switched to Mikey um, prior on college, and my parents, my family never calls me Mike. That's the big no-no. You don't call me Mike, because my mom always said, Mike is too tough for my little boy. So <laughs> when I was in college, okay. it was it was Mikey. I got Ace, ironically enough, Ace Ventura. I acted like Ace Ventura. I still Mm kind of do probably. But yeah, kind of the college time. So like my college buddies still call me Mikey, high school friends. But parents still call me Michael and family still calls me Michael. Unless it's Mikey, Mikey, Motorcycle. And that's all. I like Ace. I like Mikey, Mikey, Motorcycle. Yeah, Mikey, Mikey, (laughs) Motorcycle. Mom, if you're listening, which I'll make her listen, of course. Uh Uh, That's what she's, she's calling that back in the day. And I'm a huge mama's boy, so I would I would never have accused you of looking like Jim Carrey, but now that someone else has drawn that comparison, I don't think you don't look like. Jim I Carrey. think it was more the way I I mean I quoted all all righty you know all sure. the typical Ace Ventura Dumb and Dumber. I love Jim Carrey. I used to. I mean, he's still great, but he doesn't do as what he used to back in the day. He's just over the top and goofy. And I'm a huge movie nerd, as you know, Zach. So yeah. those movies were my kind of movies back in the day for sure. In your job, you kind of have to be over the top at times. You know, your job is to build hype. And as you do in the arena, 
I can see it. I, I might start calling you Ace. Okay, you can go for it. I mean, let's stick with Mikey because you know, <laughs> yeah, but don't do that. <laughs> they've made all the the, the episode the title is going to be Mikey <laughs> Mikey Motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that you love movies. I do. Hundred percent. I also knew that. Um, and uh, what people listening will not know is that I didn't warn you that we were inviting you here to be a guest. No, I had no clue. Sitting on the 405, loving life just to meet you guys and hang out with you and was not ready for this. But what Zach doesn't know is that we are now going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game. What is Rotten Tomatoes I couldn't tell Zach because I didn't want to give him a leg up and time to think about it to prepare. He's got like a minute head start on you because he knows the rules. Okay, I don't. The rules are you both have to select two movies and whoever has the widest uh, gap in the two Rotten Tomato scores of those two movies wins. So, so you want to pick a movie with an incredibly low Rotten Tomato score and a movie with an incredibly high Rotten Tomato score and the bigger differential wins. Wow. Okay. So you want to pick a terrible movie and, and a, a really, really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. But again, not by your own personal opinion. You can't go with, you know, Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura I mean, 2. I, I go back calls. to future, back to the future right off the jump. I mean, I would assume that have a good score, but all right. Ooh. Are there is any... that your first pick? No, I mean, that would be my gut, but I think I, I want to go for the obvious, you know. like Any got... contingencies here? Like they have to share an actor, they have to share nope. a word. Just or anything. Just any two titles. Should we make it really difficult to make it hockey movies? This, I don't think there's enough. Could. I could, I could play that more game. Than, there's more than four. I mean, you got Slapshot. Well, let's whoa, hold on, whoa, hold on, whoa, hold on. Whoa. Save it for the game. Oh, 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 oh okay, okay. Oh, we need a sound so this fast. is like a competitive, we don't give each yeah, other yeah. answers. Oh, oh, no, 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 this is competitive. All right, well, once you said that, I know my low on the hockey movies, and I would just have to determine which high one I want. And All right. I'm willing to give Mikey the first pick. I mean, because I shouted it out, right? If that's the one you want, I'm willing to give you the first pick. That I'm trying or, to rack. I mean, I got, I got baseball movies I, I know in my, my low. Okay, I got two. I think, hmm. Oh, it's a cult classic. Although I don't know if it's got the low score. I think I might have my low because. Before you say it, though, yeah. I'm going to ask you guys because I hadn't thought about this. Are we going critics rating or audience rating? Ooh. Ooh. Doesn't That's, matter. As long as let's we, go critics. As long as we establish it up front. Yeah. yeah. yeah so there's no. We're going critics. Critic okay. Rating. Okay. Then I think I've got my two. All right. I, Mikey, you're. I also have my two. Mikey, you're the guest. You're, Do we you're have like a, a locked in noise? Like this locked in. I can't change it. Yes. Okay. You hit the fake well, button. you can't hear it. I can hear okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going high. Uh-huh. High is my first. I'm going slap shot. I mean, I think back in the day, it was obviously accommodated really well with the audience. We're doing we're doing critics. I think the critics like that movie as well too. Critical rating eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay, so I was hoping for ninety. Not bad. All right, Dooley, you're high. I, I'm going to take Miracle. Oh, um, that's which, what I, which I think is oh. perhaps the best hockey playing You've movie of all time, and I think it was How critically acclaimed. We even had a Kings hockey night with the fans for Miracle. We debuted yeah. at the theater across the street from Crypto. Billy and Ranford. How do I not remember that Star movie? of the show. And unfortunately, there. Oh, here we go. It's got to be on. Oh, wow. 81. Ooh. Oh, okay. So Mikey's okay. up too. I would, not yeah. have, I would have put that in the 90s. Well, it's all about yeah. differential. So. It's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, now you've got to shoot low, Mikey. I would have I would have put that in the nineties. That's yeah, really surprising. Too, yeah. See, that's why yeah. it shows that critics sometimes are more yeah, from, no, you know true. where the audience really cares. Low, lower critical rating, higher audience rating than Slapshot. Okay. So if we go on audience, you probably would have won. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you know, we'll see. But again, what we have it's about the lows. Diff- it's, yeah. about, it's about the differential. Yeah. Yep. All right. So now I'm going for the low one. Mm-hmm. Now this is a movie I personally love. <laughs> um, ironically, you and I interviewed one of the actors from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I went with because I don't know if it got the critical acclaim back in the day. Although it's become a cult classic, and you just got to say Topic, Cutting Edge. It's a classic rom com. Have you seen it, Zach? No. Oh, 
do yourself a favor this weekend, you and the missus, uh, stream it, download it. It's cutting edge. It's about a hockey player who is down on his luck as a hockey player. I mean, it's a hockey movie in the in the disguise thinnest, of thinnest, yeah, yeah, yeah. possible I mean, way. But you got to expand the the range here, right? Like yes. You have to expand the range. He here. basically he you know is down on his luck, kind of the tail end of his career, and there's this female figure skater for the Olympics, and her partner. Gets hurt, I believe, right? No, she is such an unbelievably yeah, nobody wants to work with her. human being. <laughs> and nobody wants to work with her. Yeah. So they get this hockey player to be her partner. And will they, won't they fall in love? Will they, won't they win the medal? Uh, like, just a classic, classic story rom-com. Of, yeah. With almost zero hockey in it. But yeah. I'm letting it go. You'll allow that? I mean, there's he's uh, a hockey player. What do we that's, got? What do we got? Uh, 57%. Oh, okay, okay, that's pretty low. Okay. I mean, that's pretty low. Okay, that's not bad. No. Nope. I got two in my head. I'm going to stick with my gut. Got to go with one. You always and go I'm with the gut. I'm going to say MVP, most valuable primate. What? Which, oh, yeah. Have you not seen most no, valuable? this one is new to me. I've yeah, seen so, all the movies. So this is, I'll explain this one. Uh, you don't have to go home and watch this because there's no reason to <laughs> whatsoever. Like now. And, and Jesse's but, face <laughs> is classic. So clearly. This has to be like a three, right? Like. There's only four reviews and there is no rating. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> oh, a zero, right? That's zero. Featuring Zach Dooley and Victorious. Oh, man. MVP. It is what? about a hockey playing Audience score chimpanzee. is 41%, though. So I feel like I think, pretty I think that's why I win this one. It's like a boy like finds like a, a chimpanzee, I think it was, yep. who mm-hmm. like got away from his owner who was bad to him. And he taught the chimp became an excellent hockey player and joined the kids' peewee team. And it was like this kid and the chimp. Playing on a line, and then I've the chimp like takes movie. it. It's like Muddy Ducks, except Adam. If Adam Banks was a chimpanzee, it's Air Bud. But if the yeah, dog, it's, it's, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I like Muddy Ducks if Adam Banks is a chimpanzee. Personally, but I, there are so many categories going. My brain. We could do like, animal movies. We yeah. could do like they baseball, just, football. They just bring the chimp in, and he like lights it up. I don't know if you know if he's age eligible to play on this team, but that was not. What is the CHL yeah, transfer know. agreement? But this kid was like the chimpanzee was nasty. Then at the end, they like took him back. He couldn't play in the last. Game. I don't remember the ending, but it was like it I couldn't never made have, it all the way through. <laughs> I haven't watched it since I was like ten, but it couldn't have been a good movie. It no. could not have been. I'm stunned. I've never seen this. I've never heard of this movie. Well, what would you pick, Jesse? If you had to, I mean, our, we've if taken those, four if out of the mix. Are yep. out of the rotation. Were you going to take MVP also? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When your face lit up, I was like, clearly, you're on the same wavelength yeah, there no, for sure. Uh, for high, if Slapshot and Miracle were off the board. I think I'd probably take Mystery Has Alaska. Has to be Mystery Alaska. Even though yeah. it's not one of my favorite movies, I think it was well-received. In fact, I'm just going to... There was one up. actor, though, uh, who was really bad Jim Fox? Movie. Yeah, it was Jim Fox. He was not good. <laughs> uh, just kidding, Fox. Uh, Mystery Alaska... St- oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. 37%. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Lower than MVP. I think... So, I think I would be... Ne- I think my uh, differential would probably wind up being negative because if that was my high... Oh, that's brutal. Oh, that's rough. That's but, bad. but I'm glad because I really don't like that movie. Yeah. Um, so, glad to hear that I was wrong. Um, so, for my low, I probably would have taken, like, Youngblood, which will Ooh. probably... Oh, that's a good Youngblood's one. Youngblood's higher. Yeah. I, again, my differential would probably wind up being a negative. Which Since we're bad. doing this, you want, you want to look up a couple more that I've just Yeah, 44%. Me? So, I was a okay. negative seven. So... <laughs> Highly rated. I bet Goon is highly rated. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. one. The kid from American Pie. Yeah, yep. Sean William Scott. That's a, uh, I bet, and Jay Baruchel. I bet that movie is although, highly rated. Are we, wait, I if think we're it's doing, critically acclaimed. See, uh, my gut would say, no, my gut would say it's fans loved it, but the, the critics didn't. It's possible. I'm about to find out. Ooh, this is fun. We can do this for four hours. 81% yeah. critical rating, 71% audience. Still 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's pretty good. I wonder what Goon 2 is. This is just Can't di- seen dynamite Goon pod right here. Yeah. Goon, Goon 2 is actually pretty good um, and features Kurt Russell's son. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Surprisingly, maybe because we're doing a King's podcast, we didn't. None of us picked any of the Ducks movies, like That's Mighty true. Ducks. None of us well, picked the the Love Guru featuring the LA Kings <laughs> oh, or the or the right. Tooth Fairy. Right. That's right. The LA Kings. That's right. Jeez, the other hear. the other low that I was thinking, mm-hmm. um, HE Double Hockey Sticks, Disney Channel original movie. Unfamiliar. Is is decom? Okay. Um, I'm sure it was rated low. Now, if you're but if we're going to count, um, I mean, the, what was the name of yours again? Oh, Cutting Edge. Cutting Edge. I mean, Batman Forever. Or oh, ba- Batman and Robin. Then that, qualifies. Okay, that <laughs> that's got to be the lowest besides your MVP because they legit do, they <laughs> unrated. Mister Freeze. They play hockey. Oh, what a great movie! What a great terrible. They even say something like the hockey team for yeah, twelve percent. Yeah, Tooth Fairy oh, and Love Guru Robin. might be in that yeah. range. Okay. So let's do, let's do one more round, not limited to hockey. Okay. Just, oh, this okay. we could do four yeah. hours just on this. Well, we're not gonna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should we stick to sports? Like do sports uh, but not hockey? Uh, no. Let's just any movie. Just do any. Like, you know what? How give, You know what? How familiar are you guys with horror movies? I'm not very familiar. Very unfamiliar, but I could give you some maybe. Like, nah. uh, I mean, I would think Scream has got to be critically up there. Again, you're just giving away options. Okay, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, got, he, he knows <laughs> his first pick. Yeah. He's just throwing it in my face. Just, yeah. No, I'm mad that I didn't well, think of Well, if, if, if you guys aren't strong on horror movies, let's, we'll save I can do. I can else. do horror. I mean, I, I can do... Give some kind of criteria so we can keep playing this game. All right. You know, like, fair, I like fair. That. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's do movies set in L.A. Movies set... Ooh. Okay. Or somehow, you know... Mean like LA. filmed in LA, or you can tell it's clearly LA. I got one set already. Okay. in or or having something to do with LA. Like you know, okay, okay. I've got. Oh, I got. If a couple. the big finale is in Hollywood or something. Okay, I'll. Uh, what's what's the word? Uh, uh, defer. Defer to Zach because I went first the first time okay. featuring Zach Dooley. And did I mention I'm going to make a T-shirt saying featuring Zach Dooley? I think all the Kings fans. <laughs> We had the Trevor Moore T-shirt, right? Sure. We mm-hmm. need the featuring Zach Dooley. Make sure t-shirt. you get the money up front. Yeah, no, it doesn't going to sell very well. <laughs> They'll sell very well. Um, all right, I got. Okay, I got one for best. Uh, I think I'm I have my two. Worst. Okay, I'm gonna say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, as my best. Sure, just came to me off that. Let minute. me look that up real quick here. Mikey, you got a, another one to to throw out for best. I'm down to two. So I'll say them out loud. I'll choose one. I'm either. Well, going... no, no, no. Hold on. You're picking one. There's no <laughs> two. No, I'm just gonna say my. Okay, so I can't. Okay, I'm gonna go Training Day. Okay, Ooh, Denzel. My yeah, other option. Yeah, yeah. No, no, my no, other no, option was no, no, because somebody else might want. Okay, to yeah, good call, good call, good true. call. I'm going Training Day. I think critically won an Oscar. I think Denzel won the Oscar for that one, and it's clearly based in L.A. Mikey, I got bad news for you. What? This can't be right, though. Is it this, the right one? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's not. I was like, I think it. I mean, I know it won an Oscar for Denzel. Yeah, and, it was 24. percent The other one is 24. percent There's no way that's Training the right. Day Two. Training Day starring Bill Pullman. Um, which Bill is Pullman's in Training Day. No, it, different is, different training day. Is Bill Pullman the president of Independence Day? That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, yes, yeah. it is. All right, okay. Well, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, eighty-five. Okay, okay. training Strong day, start. seventy-three. What? I'm Tra- hot. Seven. I'm hot. Wow. Yeah. Oof. All right, your second pick. The Entourage movie. <laughs> oh, you're brilliant at this game. Which that- I. I like the Entourage show. The movie was an extension of the show, but I can almost guarantee you it will be poorly reviewed. And 33%. Yeah. I mean, the one I'm thinking of, I know it's kind of really low ratings, although I don't know if it's going to be... It was filmed in L.A. It's very much an L.A. movie, but I don't know if it would count Grease 2. 
but I don't know if technically. I'm going to give you a second pick because I'm pretty sure that's set in some Midwest. Yeah, like Rydell High is yeah, not yeah. technically Los Angeles. Pretty sure it's set though. in Greece, right? Yeah, yeah it was in Greece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so a worse one for LA. I'm thinking of the one where it's like the spinoff because there was an Escape from New York and Escape from LA. Mm-hmm. I'll go Escape from LA. I don't think the ratings were very good with that movie. I don't think. I mean, I remember seeing it, and it better not be very. Yeah, good. Yeah, so I'll go Escape <laughs> from LA. It's going to be hard to beat yours because. I thought Training would be up in the 90s, to be honest. It's a good film. Escape from L.A. did that thing that uh, so many L.A. movies do. And I know it's nitpicking, but if you live in L.A. where they're like, we're going to jump off the side of the Queen Mary and hang glide to Disneyland. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. That's 30 miles away. Yes, <laughs> what are you yes. talking about? Like, that would take you four. Yeah. Oh, now I have, I have so many others now that are better than, than Training Day. I think would have been a lock, but I can't go back. Dooley goes from 85% down to 33%. Okay, so it's like, Mikey, you're going from 73% down to 53%. Hey, so oh, Dooley is amazing who this yeah, game. It really is. Rotten Tomatoes champ. I yeah. want a rematch. Well, come back again and we'll You know what? It. So clearly, yeah. here's what I would have gone with now <laughs> that I had more time to think. I think for highest, I would have gone just because I won all the award. La La Land. I feel yeah. like that would have yeah. gotten a high great, ranking. Great call. Yeah. You know, and then the Steve Martin one back in the day probably has a huge. Oh, yeah. What was LA that one story. called? Yes, LA great Story. Movie. Those two would have been, if I could have read, if I could. But it's, it's just like live sports. Can't take it back. Can't you know? take it back. Yeah. You, know. you just got to go with it. So congratulations, sir. I was Could duly, like duly defeated. for my win? Sure. In, in you guys will be able to hear it, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. But I, yeah. I'll listen. Congratulations. You won. There you I go. might just skip ahead. You'll hear, yeah. <laughs> hear the effect. And then it'll be like a wah, wah, wah when I lose. Yeah. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. So, Mike, you are, for the, anybody who, listening at this point who hasn't yet placed the voice, you are the in-arena host. I am one of. I got Kayla, too. That's true. So yeah. that's, shout out to my girl Kayla out there. You hype up the crowd. Yes. What try time, to. What time do you get to the game on game day? So, if there, so for example, tomorrow we have a 1 o'clock puck drop. So, we, we uh, this season we're showing about four hours early. I personally, um, I pinch myself every time I'm in the arena, probably like you guys do as well. And I just love being there early. So, if we're supposed to be there four hours early, usually for me, four and a half, so I can kind of sit in the arena Go over my notes, go over my scripts. If I get them ahead of time, sometimes we get them during the meetings. So yeah, about four hours is what we're supposed to be there. Sometimes I'm there four and a half to five hours just to kind of, you know, LA traffic. I don't want to be stressed I or anything like that. How, how many pages is the script? So it varies. It varies from literally from game to game. And our producers are fantastic. And they give us, the one thing I really do love is, of course, there's sponsor reads that we have to do and things we have to hit. But they give us a lot of freedom to just be ourselves, just be us, which I love. So it depends on the game. It depends on how many segments we have. We've got rock star Trevor out there. He's got a lot of words to say in the lineups, which thank God that's not me because that's always my biggest fear is mispronouncing somebody's last name. Um, so yeah, maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine. We call them hit segments. I might have eight to 10 segments a game. And every script is usually, you know, obviously have the TV timeout. So it's, no, it's not gonna be more than two minutes. Um, and I'm usually good at picking my moments when I want to hit my spots and where Kayla, God love her, she can look at a script and in 15 seconds got the whole damn thing memorized. So we both have different talents, and I feel like that's – I'm very jealous of her. She can just look at a whole paragraph, and it's in five seconds. I got to read it a couple times to get it in my noggin. So, Mikey, I'm kind of tired today. You know, I, we played last night on the road, flew back in. But then I come into this room, and I see you and your infectious enthusiasm, and now – I'll Venmo I'm, you for that one. Thanks, for And now, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm less tired, and I'm more energized and energetic. And, like, like how do you have this energy level – Every single time I see you and every single time you're in front of the crowd, because you have to have days where you're tired or you might not be feeling that way, but it never once has come off to me like that. 
I think – well, thank you first off, and I think the same goes for you guys because we have different levels. No, I'm, no, not, we, well, we, I'm th- not that. But you're, you're – <laughs> and I told this to Jesse. When I listen to your podcast, you guys have a great – just a, a great delivery of what you're trying to say, and sometimes I'm a little too amped, and I have to work on that. Um, it's just – it sounds cheesy, but this is honestly my most favorite job I've ever had. It's not even close. And I remember five years ago when I got it, I just – when I was almost close to getting it, I thought this would be the coolest thing of all time. Just – so the energy, honestly, it's going to, I mean, I got a lot of Velveeta cheese out of cheat the fans. So it comes from the fans and the music. So when I get into that arena, yeah, during a press meeting, I'm not going to be like, Hey everybody. I mean, sometimes I am, they, they, <laughs> they all roll their eyes when I ask a thousand questions and things like that. But, um, it's the fans. I think it's the fans when I see their faces and we give each other hugs and high fives. And you guys know when the pandemic, when we didn't have the fans in the arena, that was awful. Like that, that was like the. The, the, the heartbeat of the arena and to lose that was rough. So I think the energy comes from the fans, from Vic one and the music and from just that smell of the ice. And just, I think what I get really excited about is not, you know, I, I tell us to some people that really know what I do. It's, it's a rare and amazing job because let's say I don't want to work at one target. I can go to 50 other targets, you know, that kind of thing, get another job there. There's only 30 something odd arenas, you know? So I just don't want to ever take it for granted. I don't want to ever come like, oh, having a rough day. Well, no, I, I, I gotta, I'm the fans paid money to be at the arena. And and then you guys you know, are there at the arena and just, I want to give them the best show I can possibly do it. And you don't want to be like, Hey everybody, you want to be excited and happy. Yeah. I do kind of though. Like if it was a Thursday night, last week of the season against Columbus and the team was out of the playoff hunt, I would love to see the impact of a low key of Mikey just showing up. Like, like, yeah. Hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> one time. Right. Uh, Come on section two fifteen. Let's yeah, hear let's... some noise. Vic one and <laughs> I were, guys. Vic one and I were doing something during rehearsals one night and we had like this jamming with Jameson where, you know, and they made a joke of Mikey and Vic should take a shot. And it's like, Oh, two routes. This would go. My route would be like, whatever. Don't worry about the game. And it, just, it would turn to like confessions with Vic one and Mikey and just all these like, I'm having a rough day, guys, man. And like, so, <laughs> so there could be that other route to go. But I'm on board. having said that, I think the one thing that I've definitely learned throughout the years of doing this is there is a, the Kings fans are real, they're authentic, and they're genuine. And I think my first year, I definitely tried to be the hype guy, no matter what the situation was on the ice. And I'll, I tell this story all the time, but we were losing seven to two. It was the third period. I had to do a segment up in the 300s. So I ran up to the 300s and I was like, Hey, what's going on, guys? Let's, and I had a row of fans just looking at me like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> come on, we're losing 7-2, Mikey. Like, and that's when it honestly hit me. It was like, wow, this is – you got to literally feel the energy of the arena and, and what's going on on the ice. And so rather than just freak out, which is my maybe second month on the job, I sat down with those fans. And, you know what? You're totally right. Like, wh- why are we losing? What do you think we're struggling with? And we talked about hockey. And we talked about the game and how the Kings were struggling at that particular game. And then I thought – this is real now. Okay, so we're still going to have fun, right? But not that we're up by 5 nothing winning. So I said, you know what, guys? Yeah, it sucks we're losing 7-2. But you want to do this segment with me anyway? Maybe get a puck. Maybe get a maybe get a jersey. Let's do something fun. Like, okay, I'll do it with you. So that's when I really learned, like, okay, as much as I want to be the hype guy, you got to be genuine and you got to be real because Kings fans will see right through it. And they will boo you. I've been booed. I appreciate hearing that. I used to sit in row one of section 320. And we were in the middle of the section. And for those who have never sat in the 300s in uh, Crypto.com Arena, the first two rows are lower than the entrance from the concourse. So Bailey would come out with his, you know, production assistant or whoever, whatever the title, apologies to the people. Stage manager. Stage manager would come out 
And because I was watching the game, and I'm two rows below the entrance of the section, I'm not, I don't see Bailey enter in my peripheral vision. He's got that drum. And if it's the third period and the team's losing, and all of a sudden my eardrum gets blown out because <laughs> a mascot snuck up behind me. Yep. Well, I'm not enjoying that. Yep, I, yep. I did not appreciate that. And I think that's something that, again, I, I truly, genuinely love the fans for that is good or bad, they will tell me. Mm-hmm. They will come up to me during, and I think you guys experience too, right? You on Twitter and stuff. I feel like Twitter, you can say anything on Twitter with your thumbs. And those are, to me, those opinions are tougher to genuinely accept. If you come up to me in the arena and tell me, you love this part, you didn't like, I will genuinely, honestly tell the upper management the best I can because I want to be the voice of the fans. So to your extent, they'll be like, oh, they don't want that drum at this point. They don't want, and if they say that to me in the, in the arena, I will 100% go up and tell somebody because the fans are, they're real and they they want to have a good time. And I always tell people it's, you know, it's a live sporting event. It's not going to be perfect every time, but I appreciate what you're saying. And again, 90% of the stuff is just amazing, wonderful energy. Fans are the best and they're just, we're happy to be there. But I also do feel like you said, if there's a situation that a fan's not having a good time, I'll make it my best attempt, either get that little kid something or make it up to him. You know, if there's the little kid, his view was blocked or something like that. Because I always think if you're first time at the arena, a little kid, you want to make him happy, you know? How many, have you ever, uh, you must, tracked how much distance you cover in a night? Yeah, so one time me and an ice crew member did a... uh, you know, so smartwatches, yeah. how many steps you did. Yeah, I think it was like three and a half miles or four and a half miles because you got to go <laughs> wow. up and down, up and down. Yeah, how and, many flights of stairs? Because I, mean, I see you on the elevators. Are you ever in the stairwells? Yeah, so stairwells are tricky only because obviously they're locked. So sure. like a lot of times if I if I bang, because I, I've been there, I'm banging, I'm banging. And and the usher's like right there, but he can't hear me. And I got to get to the ice for an admission game. So I always elevators. And the elevator, shout out to every usher, every elevator opera. You guys, they're just the nicest, friendliest and just wonderful people. And they've bailed me out a lot. And the, you know, Robert will be there in the, in the, in the elevator and he'll be like, oh, he's got it for me. Cause he knows he, I'm running and he'll hold it for me and get us down to the to event level kind of thing. I've definitely jumped over railings, jumped above railings, jump, which you should don't do this fans, but you know, <laughs> so if you had to get to a section, sometimes I'll just jump into a, you know, into a different section and climb the railing. I've had a fan hold my mic and I'll climb up the wall. Cause sometimes as you know, with the, when the TV time must get pushed, you might have seven minutes get down, but it, Penalty, power play. Now you got a minute and a half. So you just got to make do. Other than what is obviously a much stricter workout regimen than I anticipated <laughs> for an in-game host, what do you do to practice and prepare for the job before you get to the game? Like, how do you hone the craft? So I, um, every game, no matter what, um, whether it's for the Kings of the Rain or for any event I do, I always, I always say, don't make this the first line. The first line you say, the first time you say something, don't make it the first time saying it out loud in front of an audience, because you we all read things differently than we say them out loud. So I rehearse in my apartment, I rehearse in my car, I rehearse in the arena. Then I go on a mic and we do our rehearsals. So even if it's the same hit I've done over and over, whether it's a dance cam that we do every night or something that I know the back of my head, I still practice it because maybe I want to change it or something like that. So yeah, I think practice saying things out loud for sure. Anytime you host something, that's the most important thing is saying it out loud because. You might read something and it's going to sound differently when you say it. And they're like, oh, you know what? I really wouldn't say it like that. I would change the the to an and, or, you know, that, those little nuances. And then, of course, when you go live, sometimes that all goes out the window. And I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to say right now? And I have my little cards and I look, okay, I got it. Ain't that the truth. Right? Yeah. How much uh, time and effort have you put in over the last five years to pronunciation of names? and uh, A lot. I mean, I'm definitely not as nearly good as, as Trevor or you guys. Like, I definitely go out. You know, sometimes we do like the silver carpet event where I get to 
you know, announce the players coming in or I do an event with them like the 5K and uh, God love Daryl Evans. He's just my, he's just the best out there. So a lot of events he'll be there and I will go right up to him. Hey, I mean, Kings players I know, of course, but like maybe there's a player we're talking about. And I don't want to get that pronunciation wrong, especially on a microphone. Um, and little hint, little uh, host trick 101, when in doubt, I am here, Mikey, I'm with, and just put the mic in their face. And they'll, say, tip, the, they'll huh? say their own name. Pro and tip. I, you know, it's, it's funny as it sounds, we had the ATV race the other night, just a preseason. There's three guys, and I'm talking to them, and it was Jorge, Edgar, and George. Like, but you can call me Jorge, because my friends come. So I got a Jorge, two Jorge's, and an Edgar. I write down the names, they go on the ATVs, I, and I, by half lap through, I was like, well, I know one of them's Edgar, but that was Jorge. I'm going <laughs> blue and red, and that's it, you know. Right. And then at the end, I was like, hey, buddy, how'd you do? And I let him say his name and, you know, whatever. So that's the trick of the trade. Buddy has come in handy for me oh. so many times in my life. I wonder, and I'm just thinking this now out loud, I wonder if uh, women can rely on that the same way men can. I oh, l- into- l- let me tell you, Jesse. Yeah. Um, when I um, proposed to my wife, we got engaged. Please tell me you didn't say hey, Buddy. I did not. However, we hired a wedding photographer Mm-hmm. who clearly remembered my wife's name and had no idea what my name was. Mm-hmm. So she'd be like, hey, Alexander, why don't you come here? And and Buddy, why don't you stand next to her? And I was Buddy sure. for the entire shoot. And I was like, okay, I'm paying you. Maybe learn my name? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. But it's a, I was Buddy. But if so I women walk, can rely on the But if I trick. walk into a room full of guys... And I say, what's up, fellas? How you doing, guys? See no you, no see worries dudes. at all. Yeah. None, whatever. You know, like, hey, guys, switch over. Or like, my man, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's whatever. But if a, but if that wedding photographer to walk into the ba- into the shower or the or the bachelorette party, is there an equivalent? Like, can she say? Gals? Oh, yeah, I'm getting into Ladies. dangerous territory here, so I'm going to back out. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if I there's an equivalent. I think to answer your question, I didn't answer it. Yeah. It's yes, they, they can. Okay. I remember I thought great crutch back in the day. I thought when I, I was a valet back in the day before, uh, before all this wonderful amazingness and I got in trouble by, I called someone ma'am and she got really offended. I thought that was like, she goes, I'm not a ma'am. Like that's for an older lady. Like you can call me my first name or mitt. I was like, Oh, so everybody's got their thing, I guess, you know, I've only had my feelings hurt by being called sir once. And it was about a month ago. Oh really? Yeah. I was a teenager. And said, "Excuse me, sir," and I was like, "Oh, like, oh sir, the hell!" I don't, I don't always <laughs> damn like, kids if, that rock and roll music. Like if someone who's way older than me calls me buddy, mm-hmm. it's like almost like a demeaning term, right? You know, like like I'm not your son, you know, or yeah, like, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like they're using it that way. Zach, what's your thoughts on Chief? Oh. Not, G- Chief, not is a, a fan. Oh, look at his face. Not a fan s- of Chief. Slugger. <laughs> Slugger. <laughs> Chief is a clear I have no idea who you are term. Chief and boss I do yeah. not like. I've actually I, I agree with you. Yeah. I've actually had to ask one of our coworkers not to call me boss because I do not like Do him. not like boss. Do like what's like. a boss man? Yeah. Don't like it. That's fair enough. I'll just call you Jesse then and Zach. There we'll go. Yeah, there we go. And Ace. So get, yeah, getting back to Mikey Mikey of motorcycle. Mikey Mikey motorcycle. <laughs> you, oh, you talked about 5 years ago you were feeling nervous trying to get the gig. 100%. Were you a Kings fan at that point? Yes. Okay. So um, it's funny because I've always loved sports. And we were, obviously, before the podcast started, mm-hmm. we were talking about sports and all the different sports. And um, But I had never done arena hosting. So I've done a lot of hosting throughout my career, but never sports in an arena with that reverb and all that stuff. Um, so I always loved the Kings. I always, And I, I remember during one of my first rounds of the interview, they asked me why you love sports. And 
I always go back to this because it connects people. There's three and a half hours where we're not talking about anything but sports. You got 18,000 people. In the real world, 18,000 people might not all get along, right? But this one night for three hours, and that's not just hockey, football, basketball, all the sports. You're cheering for your team or maybe the rivals in town. Or my other favorite thing about sports, maybe we're at the airport. You're in, you're in Albuquerque. You're in, you know, where's a random town for me, Zach? Come over to random town. You're in Poughkeepsie, New York. Poughkeepsie, New and, York. And uh, shout out Red Fox. And you see a guy at the airport with a Kings hat. Well, Kings, what's up? And that you connected for that next 20 minutes where you board your different flights. Like, that's why I love sports. So, yes, I've always loved sports. Always loved the Kings. Um, and again, that was why I was like, man, this would be the literally the perfect job if I could get this because it's my two favorite things colliding. Have you ever randomly bumped into a Kings fan outside of LA? Yes. Where was the most random place? Most random place was ironically enough at a Target. Okay. And I was getting a, I think it was like a bookshelf or a bookcase or something like that. And I see her, Mikey. And I just look, what's up? Buddy? But this is in Southern California. Oh, you're talking about like outside yeah, of, yeah, yeah. oh, hmm, outside of California. Probably not. No, I think if, I think inside the arena, people know me. But yeah, once you get outside California, it's tougher. I mean, although I did have, when I was at the uh, Blackhawks game, their their arena host knew me through social media. Sure. And so we got to know each other and said hi and stuff like that. So he recognized me and I recognized him just because we knew each other through social media. Dooley ever getting uh, a Kings fan? Outside oh, yeah. I bet Dooley gets California. recognized on Every daily. so often on the road. Though usually I'm just the tall guy standing next to Daryl Evans, sure. <laughs> who was asked to take a photo of a fan in Daryl Evans, right, right. and has no idea who I am. But Daryl Evans recognized sure. every building that we go to, and I've taken several photos of fans in Daryl Evans. All right, well, I'm kind of shocked I'm the only one that has one of these. I was in the Savannah Airport. What? Ah. Kings fan randomly. That's amazing. So, that's cool. There you go. Yeah. See, you're worldwide famous. Nah, they were just, I had a King's hat, they had a King's hat. He's not sharing like, that it was actually his dad who, <laughs> who recognized him. He was picking me up from the airport, yeah. but no. Did he, did he call you chief or boss? No. Yeah. Okay, good. No slugger, no, <laughs> no buddy, slugger. No, no, no. You would have ignored him. You would have just walked away. One of the only people in my life that Hoss? called me Jess. Oh, Hoss. Hoss is my neighbor's dog. Ah. <laughs> Our, uh, in college, we came up with like a joking one. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, haunch. Like honcho. Haunch, I like that. It was like what we would call each other jokingly, like honch. I actually could live with <laughs> that. So that's better than boss to Jesse yeah. right there. Absolutely. The head honcho. So Mikey, you are a performer, but you're a performer. I don't want to limit you. Your role as an arena host is such a narrow type of performance. Did you ever, like, did you act when you were a kid? When so, yeah, when I was younger, um, I was in a lot of uh, plays mm-hmm. and theater. And then I moved to New York after I was a Red Fox. Shout out, Marist. Um, Red Foxes. And, That's uh, a college for anybody yes. who doesn't remember. We went to the same college Zach and I discovered. Um, so, yeah, so when I, when I was in New York, I did a lot of voiceovers and commercial acting. So I was the very first host of the NBA League Pass. Little known fact. If okay. I find you that footage, That's awesome. That's you would amazing. be shocked because it's classic, like, Late nineties, early two thousands, like that total look. So, like the like the NBA version of like Red Zone. Yep. Yeah. NBA League Pass. My frosted name was tips. My did not frosted tips, but I had like this beaded <laughs> necklace. Okay. I had like this button up like shell? goofy shirt. Puka shell. There it is. Yes. Puka shell. <laughs> and I had like the crazy hair, and mm-hmm. I had great fun. Fact. My name was Jim, and <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey everybody, welcome to NBA League Pass. Is this new thing where Why you can was download your name Jim? I was just Jim. Jim was my name, <laughs> and it was. I'll find that footage. I will find that footage because I have the tape. So that's my first, and I was like, oh, I really like this. And I, uh, I always say this, I grew up with four sisters, so I love to talk, as you probably know by uh-huh. now. So I figured if I can do a job where I get to talk to people, that'd be awesome. So yeah, hosting's always been my passion. Commer- I've done a lot of commercials mm-hmm. um, when I was in New York and then out here in LA. And then yeah, just 
kind of segued into the to the sports world. And I haven't looked back and knock on wood. I mean, it's just the best job of all time. And I'm not saying that because you know, Big Luke is listening. <laughs> if you, Luke, if you're listening, keep me, please. I love this. Yeah, job. right. Best job. Ever. Yeah. yeah, best job. Ever. But it really, it, honestly, I just the fans light me up. I am just so grateful to have this gig to literally see the fans from Fan Fest. To, we had a watch party the other night. It was a preseason game, but I met fans I never met before, and now it's just like that's what sports are great for. Now they're going to come to the game on the 13th, and I genuinely love that stuff. And I feel like if I'm real with the fans, when I do screw up on the mic, and I do they'll be a little more forgiving because I know I'm just trying my best. You know, not every segment's going to be perfect because it's live. But if I'm connected to the fans and they're connected with me, we're all, you know, supporting each other. I'm going to cut you off real, real quick. Ordinarily, in my, like, day-to-day life, if I bumped into Mikey, no prior knowledge of who Mikey was, and I just was me on my off hours and Mikey was Mikey, and, like, we were at, like, let's say we had a mutual friend. We were at a Super Bowl party. And they were like, you got to meet this guy, Mikey, Mikey, motorcycle. You're going to love <laughs> yeah. it. And then we sat down and it was Mikey. I'd be like, I'd be out so fast. Really? What? No, I'd have no time. <laughs> I generally speaking, I'm very cynical. I'm very, but I happen to love Mikey. The heartache in this room right now. <laughs> no, I'm but, saying that's how overpowering you are is that I, I am switch not, in, I'm not inclined to like people with your energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that is something, truth be told, I am working on. Like I acknowledge when I go to certain events or meetings to mm. be a better listener because I definitely have that natural just I want to be happy that we're all here. We woke up healthy. Let's have a great day kind of thing. And, but I know that can definitely get like, okay, dude, you got to turn the off switch. So I'm definitely working on that too. I'm, I'm not just a grump. I, it's yeah. not a judgment. On but you. if we sat at a party, like you and I talk movies in three seconds, it's go time. I think that's my pop culture is my niche. I think you're underestimating how much of a grump I am. <laughs> that's true. I don't, yeah. I don't see it. I, I, I see you're always happy. Cause I look, cause I like my job. You see me when I'm working. Oh, touche, touche. But even Sorry. when I, yeah. <laughs> Zach, you were going to ask. That was a great sidebar, though. Really great sidebar. I think um, we've had many of those amazing sidebars. Yeah. If you take the Kings completely out of the equation, doesn't count anything Kings. You could host one sporting event or sporting themed thing on the planet. What would you host? Wow. So it's got to be sports. Wow. It has to be sports because you, you talked about you know why you like sports. Yep, yep. Um, I guess pick? it would be... I mean... It'd have to mm. – obviously, the Super Bowl would be like that cool – like that's yeah, a great moment, sure. right? Like, I mean, I'm a I'm an Eagles fan, so I grew up in Philly. So, you know, fly, Eagles, fly. To, to host the Super Bowl would be pretty special if it was like in Philadelphia, something that's like in the hometown because obviously it's, you're, you're getting the LA Kings out of it. Um, yeah, I think Super Bowl would be a lot of fun. Can you turn the Philly accent on? The only thing that I, that I know I say for sure, um, I say – Instead of orange, I say orange. Uh-huh. Um, every now and then the D's will slip in, like what one about D. Don't say water, but I do say I do. What do you call the things you you put on top of your ice cream? Sprinkles. Yeah, I call them Jimmy's, Jimmy's to this day. That's a Philly thing. Call them Jimmy's. I, I've heard of Jimmy's. I've never used it, but I and my I, I, friends, know, I know what you're saying. With my buddy Dan's listening back home, he goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Eggles. Wooder, Bagel, all that Philly stuff. I have weird sports hate for Philly for <laughs> reasons we don't need to get into. But the Philly accent is might be the one accent on the planet that I just – Oh, it's Boston. Wait, it's me. Boston. It's got to be Boston. I love the Boston accent. But see, Boston's so obnoxious and just that's over why like the, That's it. why you like it. Yeah. Like I, but it's, uh, it's classy obnoxious. Remember one day I was watching House Hunters 
And I watched like seven straight episodes, and the eighth one, just the person spoke in a hard Boston accent. I was like, ah, this is what I'm stopping. This is I just can't <laughs> do this out. for 30 minutes. You got to watch, um, I think it's the Kroll Show. They have Pawn Sylvania, and they have a guy from Pittsburgh versus a guy from Philly. It is such a great sketch because <laughs> the one guy's doing the Pittsburgh accent, the other guy's doing the P- Philly accent with like, you know, yeah, he's like, I got Charles Barkley over here. I'll give a water ice fountain, you know, that kind of He always <laughs> come to all the Philly ones. The worst. The just best. The worst. <laughs> so – Super Bowl or Olympics? Ooh, to host? Yeah, I mean that's got to be Olympics because that's got every, that's the that's the world, right? Like, egotistically, you want to be like I just hosted the Olympics. What if it was Olympics. like the worst event at the Olympics? Ooh. Like if you were limited, but to, see, okay, no offense to the badminton players of the world, but I would make it exciting. That's I think another good challenge is to All make. Right. I remember when I was in high school, me and my buddy Ortner did a. We were the host for women's lacrosse, um, and we had never. We had done all the basketball games. So we were the TV commentators for the basketball. We had never done women's lacrosse. But they loved what we were doing. So we're like, okay. And we just made it fun. Like, Because, you know, once you put your heart into something, I don't care if it's shuffleboard or badminton. If there's one fan out there who wants to listen to it, you want to put your heart into it, right? Because there's somebody out there who loves badminton. Somebody out there who loves some random sport. I mean, I can make curling sound exciting, I think. I appreciate that. When I was in college, I did play-by-play for the MAC Women's Water Polo Conference Championship game. Wow. I had never watched a game of water polo in my life. I was pretty hungover and got told, like, while drinking the night before that they wanted me to do it, and I agreed to it. Early the next morning, went in. Like, I don't know a single rule of this game, but they needed someone to do it. It was hosted by Maris, but Maris wasn't playing. It was two neutral schools. Wow. On, like, the league, the conference's radio network and i got through it likely with less enthusiasm than you would get through <laughs> badminton at the olympics how many boom goes the dynamite did you drop i i don't know if i dropped any i don't know if i dropped any because i was too busy with the wikipedia sure yeah right right right, up. right um but you know what that was it's actually i like water polo it was like really fun to watch i just didn't know what the heck was going on i i remember the first time i saw water polo water polo like the under the water version where you, their feet are moving nonstop and you're like, wow, that's a lot of work. I mean, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Right? So I hate to do this, but we've gone about 40 minutes and I can now hear the uh, classical music. I hear it too. Down the hallway. So I think, I think we're going to make Mikey say it and then we're going to go. Well, this was, I appreciate you guys. This is awesome. I appreciate big fan you. of the show. One so. of the most fun episodes i can remember yeah. a long you know, time. This, is this is one of those moments where, you know guys we should do a podcast about this but it is a podcast it is. you know right we're doing it we're I mean, got we, we got at least got every couple of months to do another movie category well, i was gonna say well, let's you guys need to bone up on your 100 uh, percent. okay i mean background. baseball i'm already going natural that's gonna be my number one i mean oh yeah can't give my answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well i've got my horror movie low one right. already in the bank so I'll, okay i'll the problem is okay so we're gonna think about it but like mm. How do you think about it? If I don't know, do I have to just watch them? Yeah. Like, because okay. I can't look on the internet. Well, for sure, then I'll I'm know gonna, what's Maybe I'll just start giving not. you guys homework to watch. 100%. And we'll have you both come in and give you reviews. I'm not maybe watching we'll a horror movie in my own time. No. Yeah, I like you to will. enjoy I mean, my personal time. I don't like horror movies. It's, it's, it's not your favorite genre? My, my wife will bring her in. She could sub, she could get a right. celeb shot for me. She likes watching the horror movies. Perfect. I can go suspense, but not the gore. I'm all about the screams and those kind of like jump out of your seats, but I don't want to. Yeah, but maybe I, I just need to watch a good one because a lot of them they're just like they're just so bad. So here's my this is my personal. Not that anybody listening to this cares, but they do. This is the this is the divide I make in horror movies. I don't like horror movies that are meant to scare you because they're very rarely scary. They're just 
either super intense like Saw or, or right. Hostel. You're just like, this is gross. I don't need saws. to watch this. Or they're just absurd. You know, like The Ring. Yes, right. where you're just like, okay. But if there's a horror movie that is about horror movies, I'm in. So Scream, yep. Cabin in the Woods. Uh, almost those like they're kind of knowing they're spoofing almost yes. slightly, but then the, the, but the with, jump comes but out. with love and respect. Yes. And, and my favorite people will probably get tired of hearing me mention this once a year, but Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon is the absolute pinnacle of that format in my mind. Well, that's not true. Cabin in the Woods is. But anyway, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. We'll come back with you, Mikey. Sometime. Now I want to go. I got Jaws. Jaws is probably the best scary move of all time. We'll Mikey, just keep going. Okay, I'm okay. gonna slap <laughs> tape over your mouth. I'm so excited to be I on want the first podcast. Pick time, so I get oh, oh that's what we got to do. Draw out of a hat and see you get some first pick. All right. So we're gonna make Mikey say it. Mikey, thank you so much for joining. Thank you very, very much. Go Kings. Go. Go Foxes. Go Red Foxes.